Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And of course, with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flamon. I am Brian, and I am here with my gaggle of gay geeks that we call Flamon. I'm looking right at Oral. I'm in a, sitting in a new seat. I'm sitting in a new seat. You like the new and improved Oral? Uh huh. How's your head? Very well. Outstanding, even. <laughs> new and improved. I also have next to me on my left, Jared. Hi. That joke was funny because I just recently got a haircut. Oh, it's true. You got all of them cut. I hate that joke. I'm sorry. I made it it's so dumb and stupid. <laughs> I got a haircut too. Mm-hmm. I know this is great radio, but I got a haircut. Um, and then BJ's there. Hey, what's up? I'm I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm offended by being called a gaggle. I would rather be called a murder. A murder. Well, of but gays. there's no alliteration if you're a murder of gay geeks. If you're a gaggle of gay geeks, there's an alliteration. If you're a murder of gay geeks, that's called a hate crime. <laughs> I think that's legal now in North Carolina. Oh, too uh-huh. soon. Topical. Talk Don't about forget that Mississippi. M I S S I S S. Kiss my ass. Seriously. <laughs> well, if you've never listened to our show before, welcome. We are the internet's not oldest, but one of the older gay geeky podcasts. There yeah. are many to choose from these days. I don't know if you know that. We're Remember middle. fanboys of the universe. <gasps> they are older than us. God rest their. Their but website. They've only done like seven episodes. Is that right? I'm being facetious. Well, no, but their website, they update it, but they're not around. Comic Book Queers, if you've uh, ever checked them out, they occasionally do an episode and put stuff up online. In fact, Stevie D, fabulous guy. Love him to death. Uh, There's some other shows. Comic Book Bears, if you're into that kind of thing. I don't know any others. There's probably a few, though. We have a lot of content to get through. Can we like wrap this up? <gasps> oh, so... Where you gotta go? You got somewhere to be? No. Mm-hmm. Wearing the tank top and just a uh, mm-hmm. new Jared. <laughs> Seriously. No, it's, I blame the jorts. You blame the jorts? The okay. jorts that are rolled up. Okay. Always okay. blame Don't the jorts. Don't call them jorts. They're better than that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we are going to talk about pop culture. We are talking about movies, TVs, video games, comic books, whatever piques our interest. Um, 
But we want to start with movies because there have been a few amazing comic book movies that have come out recently. And surprise listeners, I've seen them all. Ah, <laughs> uh, usually you you get there eventually. Eventually. And one of them, actually two of them now have been out for a few weeks. So let's start with the oldest. And it's been a while since you've heard from all of us if you're a longtime listener. I think the last time was like close to Valentine's Day. Yeah, we've been busy. We've had some other stuff. But Deadpool, speaking of Valentine's Day, did come out. Mm-hmm. Yup. And uh, we would love to share our opinions about it. Uh, I think, Jared, you did not see this, correct? I did. See oh, you did see this I one? I did. Okay. So we've all seen Deadpool. Yes. And I saw a face. What was the face? No, face? I've seen Deadpool. Okay. We all like Deadpool, I think. Yes. That's the I, face. Ah, There's the dissenting opinion. Okay, it is. Okay. Here's the thing. When I saw Deadpool, I happened to have a gift card to Fandango. And so I spent $1.66 on two tickets. Whoa. Good job. Well, good and card. I still kind of wanted my money back. <gasps> and it's not oh. because I thought Deadpool was bad. It was done really well. It kept me engaged, but I could give two flying fucks about Deadpool. Okay. I don't like. I yeah. don't care as a for character, character, as an idea. Yeah, sure. I and, gotcha. and I don't. That's not to say that I think the character is bad. I just don't care. Right. And so, if you are a Deadpool fan, or this was your first um, introduction to Deadpool, and you thought it was phenomenal, it is a great movie. It is the greatest Deadpool movie that anyone who's a fan or tangentially a fan or a new fan could ever ask for. Having said that, for someone who's not a Deadpool fan, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Still don't care. So basically what you're saying is I you like, don't like it. I like it. seeing him take it up the ass. Well, who doesn't? Well, yeah. Come on, Ryan Reynolds. That was, yeah. But if you are a Deadpool fan or if you are just one of these people who loves, um, I don't know, who loves really ridiculous, over-the-top, uh, hard R action adventure comedy it was good i think good for that yeah Yeah. no it was like for an origin story i was actually engaged i just didn't care it it the thing i liked about it is the fact that it was because i i enjoyed the movie Uh, i'll but like oral i'm deadpool's not like my go-to character i find him entertaining i've never better than me i find him entertaining i like it when they like he popped up in ultimate spider-man the animated series um, he's pop like uh, I love playing with him in um, Marvel vs. Capcom three. Um, I, I what I liked most about the movie is the fact that the movie did so well. It's caused this kind of ripple in the movie industry where now they're like, well, crap, maybe we should have made the Wolverine movies rated R since he like cuts people's arms off all the time. Maybe we should have like thought about doing this rated R. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of made everybody. It's kind of made the movie industry think think about things like that because they're talking about making the last Wolverine movie rated R, which I don't think will save it because all the other Wolverine movies have been bleh. But oh, I would disagree with you on so that. Bad. Yeah, the last one I think was head and shoulders above the first. One. Oh, oh yeah, I, but I mean, you know, but the bar yeah. was set pretty low. So no, and they're actually doing uh, reshoots on Suicide Squad, possibly in part because of Batman v Superman, but also possibly because of Deadpool to make it funnier. I would say both. You um, know who didn't? They didn't have to ask to bring back Viola Davis. She came in. She did her line. She's like, "Y'all good? We good? That'll be eight million dollars, please." And I'm gone. Really? Oh Probably. yeah. It was very expensive reshoot. So obviously they reshot everybody. Well, I uh, wish that uh, they will make more, and I think that is the likely case now. 
I do really think that the movie did not just Deadpool well. Uh, Colossus, the best we've seen of a Colossus in a movie. Yeah. In a while. Big Brother. Kind of ridiculous. I mean, admittedly, very X-Men 92, like, you know, era kind of. Well, that's always been Colossus. Yeah, Colossus, a little bit. Even when they gave him grit, he was gritless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the uh, who's the other character? Megasonic, Megasonic Warhead, Megasonic, Megasonic Teenage which, Warhead. You know that was cute. I mean, I like Grant Morrison stuff, and even though X Men, his new X Men is kind of hit or miss for some people. Um, that was a cool character to see show up. This like kind of little angsty teenager, and the jokes made at her expense were also really funny. Yes. Um, Ryan Reynolds, of course, very good Deadpool. I think we would agree that compared to his other role, Green Lantern. As Deadpool. Well, and then that <laughs> other roles in the comic uh, universe, this is the, probably the best thing he's done. He, it, he was born to do it. Um, and, and again, even though you don't like Deadpool, I'm not a big Deadpool fan either. Uh, I had no problem parting with my first appearance of Deadpool for a nice amount of money. Back when the movie had come out, I was, I was very happy overall mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of that. New Mutants, 92, I think. 92. Yep. Um, it is a character that, you know, in the right hands, uh, Rick Remender, let's say, they can do good things with it. It's it's a fun exactly. compliment. It's a, it's, a, it's a flavor. It's a color that mixes well with other things and can be done well. And I think this movie did about as well as you could do. So really, with the sequel, do we have any expectations of things we want to see? Um, they've already confirmed that it's cable's going to be in it and i I'm, I'm 100% sure that domino is going to be in it because they said the main reason they didn't have those characters in the first one or even make cameos in the first one was mostly just because of money uh-huh. you know they just well, didn't they had have two the, x-men and they had a giant they showed the x-mansion sort yeah. of but they didn't have any more two x-men but it was clear the reason yeah. they didn't have any more x-men was because of money so yeah, I, yeah. but i do know those two are confirmed for the next one i'm curious to see what they do after x-men apocalypse with Deadpool, like they're talking about rebooting the X universe, do they just basically reboot it in the Deadpool sort of continuity and have that in some way, shape, or form, or something else? Like with the popularity of Deadpool, and it did very well. I believe it is now the highest-grossing rated R, R movie. Rated yep. R movie. I, there was a trivia thing that I did for Pat, and I, that was one of the questions. Um, it's going to be an influence on other Fox X properties. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Cable's great, Deadpool. Vanessa, supposedly, at least the same character name, is the girlfriend. Yeah. Copycat, right? So, yeah, she's, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be Copycat. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I don't know if it was an earlier draft of the film, but that character's name, Vanessa, whatever, is the girlfriend. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see if they play off that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just great. I, I enjoy it. Soundtrack's fun. Action was ridiculous and what you'd expect. Uh, both obscene and also riveting. I don't know. I, I was actually, Jared, did you like the movie? I did. Okay. I did. Why, what, what was your favorite thing about it, or what did you like? Uh, I'd have to go back and actually think about that, but you know, overall it was entertaining. Yeah. I, I know very little about Deadpool, so I, I came with just a blank slate of expectations for the film, um, but you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so... Contra- contrasting Deadpool's overall enjoyable experience, we are now come to the moment where we must obligatorily, I think it's a contractual obligation with Nerdy Show, we must discuss Batman v Superman. Well, I haven't seen it, so... That's all right. Now, that's okay. You can be, if you want to ask dumb questions, or not dumb questions, of course, but if you want to ask anything about this or that, 
keep that in mind. I have no questions. All right. <laughs> if you can think of a question the audience might enjoy us answering, that would be good too. But the rest of us have seen it at least once, more than once. I've seen it. Who would pay I'm just more asking, money? I'm just asking. <laughs> I know people who money? enjoyed it and saw it more than once. I'm just saying. I know people. Me. Now, we'll also say that if you enjoyed it, that's good for you. We're very happy with your life choices. I'm I'm going to say I almost saw it a second time, but purely because I had a six-year-old sitting behind me oh boy. the whole movie in a squeaky chair. And just as, just as a disclaimer, if you are a parent and you go to see this movie, this will not hold your child's interest. Real? Oh, well, at all. Until at least the end. It, and then until maybe at a least bit. the last 20, maybe 30 minutes. But it's it's not going to hold your kid's interest because it's a very, I want to quote unquote, hard hitting superhero movie. So it's very, you know, there's a, there's a lot of build. There's a lot of dialogue. A lot of things. I think what you described just now is a great summation of the directorial style of the film. Yes. What was it, what were the words again? A quote a, unquote a six year old on a squeaky chair. It, it will not it, it it will not hold. I will say the if you have children and they've loved the Marvel movies and you think you're going in for something that's colorful and that's going to hold a child's attention, it will not. It it really will not. So let's. Pay, break this apart for a little bit. I don't want to dwell on this. I think the overall consensus for this, unlike Deadpool, is it was bad. Oral, what did you like least about the movie? So overall, I gave it a C. Okay. And it's not to so say that... it's a passing I, grade. Yes. I didn't despise it. I didn't love it. Um, did we ask what I like most about it? No, I want you to say what you did not... Like, what did you like least? The, the thing I like least ab about it is that they... I feel as if they couldn't decide what they wanted to be. Um, and in that, they decided to go for this sort of like realistic sort of take on the world. And that's fine. But the problem becomes like there's it's just oppressive. Like you don't want to be Superman. You don't want to be Batman. You may want to be Wonder Woman, who was the best part of that movie. But... You know, they, they it didn't have the spirit of comic books. You didn't read it, you didn't sit through that movie and watch it as this sort of like escapist sort of um, experience. It was just like this is fucking awful. Like and and you know, for people who who said, well, you know, like Marvel is more for kids and DC is more adult. I don't. I wouldn't say that. I would say that they decided that they were just going to be this sort of joyless diatribe that we saw. And I'm not that's not saying that there weren't aspects that I was really happy to see. I like the universe building, um, the introduction of like Kryptonite, a more gadgety Batman, uh, a more sour Alfred, you know, uh, a great Wonder Woman. Like, you know, Goodell did like a really awesome job. Fantastic. She she but she was literally the one silver lining in this movie. Where it's like you have a Lex Luthor who I personally don't mind because I know people who have been really sort of like incredibly brilliant. I come across as really manic. Um, and then they kind of like throw in a dash of, well, maybe he's not in his right state of mind. 
that's a great, you know, segue to what's coming. And it's not. I don't know why I'm selling a Nightmare Batman pop. I don't know why I have an Aquaman or a Superman soldier pop. Like, the movie makes no sense. Let's, let's, and they hedge their bet. Yes. And that's the thing that I don't like, uh-huh. is that they kind of shoehorned in these extra things to say, hey, just so you guys know, <laughs> this shit is coming. Right. And this is what's going to bring you back instead of a movie that was cohesive. Right. And something that you wanted to watch. So I want to I want to talk about that. There's there's a bunch of stuff you said that I really want to just pick apart a little bit and and agree with mostly. The let's start with the extra extras bit. The, the introducing the Justice League. Let's say. So a good filmmaker, in my humble opinion, would come at it from maybe that prophecy esque thing that Batman experiences. Maybe a flash forward. You know, you think like Lost or something. Something where you show the team emerging in some way together or somehow somehow interacting or doing something with these different characters. That would be a, I think a more organic element of the story, even though it's jumping forward, even though it's a flash, uh, not a, a prophecy, whatever. Well, they, they, they kind of had that. No, they did not. What they mm-hmm. did instead was they played YouTube clips and I don't mean YouTube literally, but you know what I mean? Of each character doing their little thing in their own little that place. MOV files. Oh, yeah. Fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Dot MP4. The cheapest gag you can pull, and I think low Quick time gag. videos. Quick time. Yeah, yeah, quick time, really. Well, no, that, that that's what, the ones I, what I was talking about. I was talking yeah. about the whole nightmare right. scenario. They could have well, just left it at no, that. No, no. But the they... nightmare scenario is, is bullshit. It was all a dream. You know, Saint elsewhere is uh, see. Then there's then there's the weird question mark with the flash. Let's get back to that too. But but no, look. Here's the thing. Don't pick pick it apart. It it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's shoddy and terrible movie telling. It's right. It's terrible storytelling. I I feel like who wants that? I mean, again, this is obligatory. Obviously, a lot of you have already seen it. You either love it or you hate it. You don't care. Maybe what we think. But in the interest of reviewing it, I feel it is important to point it out and why this is so bad. And the why with the nightmare sequence is what you said. Is it a nightmare? Is it a prophecy? In what way, shape, or form can Flash suddenly put like a nightmare or a thing into your head? Or or is that even real? Like the movie didn't even try to answer that. They threw it in almost as like an Easter egg, maybe. It was just bizarre and it didn't make sense. The scene itself was cool. If you took that and just showed that as like a segment – like in, a, in an Elseworlds or in a whatever, I liked it as a sequence. Okay. It was really cool. What if Superman went unhinged because Lois got killed? What would he do? And how would Batman try to stop him? And what would their relationship be? It played off what I guess a lot of people now think about DC, which is the Injustice Gods Among Us, either from the comic or the video game, which kind of has something similar in that scenario uh, with Superman losing his mind and taking over. But by laying in the dark side stuff, by kind of putting these little tastes out there but not making it a cohesive whole it just detracted didn't add to the overall experience that i had and i think that you had oral exactly what about you bj it the execution i think my issue my my issues with the movie were mostly execution like like you said it was just kind of like here's the thing we're not gonna explain the thing here's a scene but we're just gonna we're just gonna drop this in there and be like here you go like some people may know what this is about, but this is the movie, so you may not actually know what it's about. You'll just have to catch Justice League Part 1. Read, read the clip <laughs> notes. No, and then, like you're saying... I wouldn't even say that. They didn't care. Yeah, like, it was They just... didn't care. And, you know, that that's... 
I'm not going to bash Zack Snyder. Like, I... There were multiple people involved with this movie. Oh, yeah, no. It's, not, it's not, not entirely on his shoulders. And, yeah. you know, I... When you... To, to be a little nitpicky, when you decide that the beacon of hope, the one that always perseveres and does what right, says, we all turn bad sometime, just, and fly off into the, to the <laughs> yeah. night sky, I'm just like... That's when I realized that they have... No clue what they're doing. With Superman? Yeah. 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 Specifically with, with Superman. With specifically with Superman. Batman's fine. Whatever. Yeah, Ben Affleck like, yeah. as a character, Batman aside, like that was actually okay. I, I didn't hate it. I, I honestly didn't hate it. And Alfred was interesting. But you know what's gonna be cool? Wonder Woman. Oh, well, with that, fuck literally, yeah. like yeah. there's nothing else Wonder to talk about. Wonder Woman, even to the moment okay, the music. Okay, look, look, I just want to tie this thing because I always pay attention to the music. I hated Man of Steel. I thought they did not get Superman. But the music was really uplifting and powerful, and it was a weird dissonance for me. In this film, they re uh, Hans Zimmer, who I just got to see last night, actually, uh, with a UCF thing. It was really cool at the Dr. Phillips Center. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, it was like his music was actually kind of uplifting for Superman's theme. But Superman throughout the whole movie, both Man of Steel and, and Batman, uh, Dark, or was it called? Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Batman v Superman was just dip, just awful and depressing and not Superman. Yeah. So when you have all that and you don't understand Superman, you're then going to further get a bad relationship. You're not going to build the right relationship with Batman and Superman. The fact that in Dark Knight Returns, which they borrowed liberally from, mm-hmm. I would think you'd agree, the Frank Miller comic, at that point in their respective relationships, they are old, old acquaintances, if not friends or frenemies or whatever. Then they fight. Then they have this knockdown dragout. In this universe, they are just meeting for the first time. Superman knows that Lex is manipulating him to try to fight Batman. So instead of being the Superman that gets in there, makes the wise choice, doesn't exert his muscles unless he needs to, he totally fucks that up and then gets into a giant knockdown dragout fight just because that's what you need for a quote-unquote entertaining film. And I will admit, I was entertained by the fighting, but it has the emptiness, the vapidness of a video game cutscene. For like all five minutes of it. Well, it's, it's really not. It's like the, their fight. You're right, but then it leads into the doomsday stuff, and you know, I don't even like that's a whole other thing. Was as soon as in the trailers, I knew they were bringing out doomsday. I'm like, oh, they're gonna kill Superman. But you know, uh, when you talk about trailers, I was like, oh, you know, there's doomsday. Oh, they're fighting. Oh shit, they're gonna kill Superman. Okay, whatever. But you know what looked amazing? What's that? Just by trailer alone. Uh uh-huh. Rogue One. All right. Yes. You wanna you wanna you Roblin? wanna put the other one to bed? Yeah, because who cares? you wanna stake a, a kryptonite spear through its heart. Oh, the sword. You mean the <laughs> the spear of Longinus? Yes. It <gasps> oh is. Oh my god. Yeah. Could we uh, do that before we get no. to Rogue One? I do. No. Want to, I do want to say one more thing because I was trying to get back to the music of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's theme. I don't know if you noticed it. It had this like electric guitar, maybe violin yes. thing. That with her coming out in full armor after seeing her be luxurious as Diana Prince, secret agent, spy lady, was magical. And oh, yeah. everybody I've talked to, everyone I've seen it with or, or that I saw it with, every, everyone had a guttural yes reaction like out of it. Yes, like, bitch. Just, you're right. Absolutely right. Now, Rogue One. Looks phenomenal. Back to the better part of the geek universe of movies these days. Um, we have a new heroine. Right. Um, she seems really sort of like, I'm here because you're forcing me to be. 
which is great because we have a reluctant hero who's an anti-hero. Yep. Yes. Um, but she's a rebel. She's they a rebel. rebel. I rebel. Boo. Boo what? and kiss. <laughs> you don't like that? No. <laughs> That's what I said. It's terrible. No. Um, I love that we're getting sort of like the ugly side of Star Wars where there won't be Jedis necessarily. There won't be... Samurai, though. Yeah. There won't be like really mythical beings clashing. Um, it'll be just like people in the trenches fucking shit up for each other's side. So. It's what... The, what was the game they were doing? Uh, there was a, when I went to the Star Wars celebration here a few years ago, they had a game coming out, and it was like the, the Battlefront. Under, uh, no, no, it wasn't Battlefront. No, no. Um, 13, 13, 13, uh, 10, 13, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah 13, 10. That game would have potentially shown the first, like, I mean, other than you know, extended universe, other stuff, would have shown like the seedy underbelly of Coruscant, of Coruscant, or of the Empire of whatever. <laughs> I love, I love in the trailer seeing more of the interior of the Death Star. Like, not just the stuff that we saw in Star Wars, but like new parts that you have to have. It's almost like, was it Kevin Smith that made the jokes about the, the you know, the, the workers on the Death Star and there's probably a union. And oh, God, there's been so many. Stuff. Like, it kind of reminded me of that to some extent just because, yeah, of course there's going to be all this uh, transportation even if it looks like the London tube mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever inner workings of the Death Star that are really important. And uh, they show that, which I love. That, And then, of course, the AT-AT on the beach. You know, oh, we've yeah. only ever seen AT-ATs in, and this is kind of silly, but whatever. We've only ever seen it in Hoth, a snow world. Well, gee, guess what? They could be in other worlds, and now we get to see that. The white cloaked admiral possibly a grand admiral i'm not sure what his rank is yet wait does he have blue skin no it's no. not no. thon okay. no but it reminded a lot of people of thon from the uh hair to the empire books mm -hmm. uh, because of course he was like i think the first one they showed you know a lot in the ex in the extended universe so um the, the the we mentioned the samurai uh that was a cool sequence him with his looked like a regular like sword not a lightsaber Beating the shit out of you know uh, stormtroopers, mm. um, Mon Mothma, who is one of my favorite characters in the whole thing, even though she's in it for a hot second in the whole original trilogy, that they, they recast her and they, they did a really good job, I think. Is it like, Tilda Swinton? No, it's not Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, well, they made her look good. They made her look real good. Yeah, well, she looked good. Yeah, I mean, like so many things that this movie. As much as I like Force Awakens a lot, trust me, I, I really do. I watched it just recently. Uh, again, and I feel like it was the the Star Wars, you know, another thirty years later. But this is taking us back into that gritty, sort of less polished underbelly of the original Star Wars universe that we really, with the, the prequels, we certainly didn't get to see any of. So I'm very excited for it. Um, I think Mads Mikkelsen is actually in it, but they didn't show him in the trailer. So I'm curious to see what role he's playing. And they also have a sequence where it's either like a back to tank or some kind of weird imperial thing where there's a cloaked figure kneeling at. Oh, and a yeah. A lot of people are speculating that that's uh, Emperor. Well, that's the Emperor or that's the thank you. That's the uh, that's Darth Vader because, you know, they could try out Vader if they wanted to. Not for a lot, but maybe for like a scene or two. Um, it's been discussed like yeah. that he might like. Reprise the voice and everything. He so. Certainly could. I mean, you know, while they while they can. The other thing that's interesting to me, there's two About things. 
straight white men or just men in general hating that yes surprise well, there are women I in get, the universe. I want to get to that, but before we do that, um, the fact that this is a one-off story, and I'm very curious to see how they play that. Is it truly a one-off story, or are there implications that would feed into the future of the Star Wars universe? Some people have even thrown out the notion just because that's what they do, that, oh, this could be the mother of uh, Rey, or this could be the whatever. I mean, it doesn't necessarily make sense. We'll see what happens, but it, it was an interesting idea, at least. I don't think it's, the universe is that you know precious, like it has to be the mother of Rey, right? It could be whoever. They could, I mean, they, they could do subtle links, but they're apparently, and I don't know if anybody's watching it, but the uh, Star Wars Rebel. Yes. Rebels. Right. That series is already, like, from the first season, because I think they just started season two, um, from the first season, they start kind of interlinking the the prequels. Right. With they 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 do li- I mean it's just little tiny things yeah but they start interlinking things they they kind of show you the fate of Ahsoka all that stuff from the Clone Wars series uh-huh. um whether you watched it or not it's I mean so you could actually start in on Rebels and it just kind of adds that little extra touch since now it's all kind of under the same and, wheelhouse and, yeah and Rebels is part of the continuity so it is interesting to see how they do that they're also tying in expanded universe stuff too mm-hmm. in little bits and pieces now. Let's go to Oral said because I did want to touch on this. I personally did not see a lot of this bro reaction, fanboy reaction about why there's so many, why is there a strong, I didn't see that. Did you read the YouTube comments? I did not. I never read the YouTube comments because that's a waste of my fucking time. Mm -hmm. But I did see the pieces about reacting to it. So I believe it happened. Um, I guess... It's one of those things where someone was talking about this the Surprise, other day. Surprise, people who don't look like you exist. Well, right. And beyond that, oh, is that what it was? I was, I was, I was having a conversation with my mother about this, and then I had a conversation last night about big boy pride that's going on at Parliament. And one of these people I know at the bar was like, "Well, this is racist," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on. This is not racist. If a group of people." who have a strong identity or just are people and want to identify with themselves, especially if they're not in the quote-unquote privileged class of people, good, let them celebrate, let them get out there, let them be them, let them do their thing. This is a very... Just as long as they're not violent about it. Well, of course if they're not violent. I think that's a You can apply that to any group. Absolutely. Well, you know, even, yeah, not violent and not exclusionary. And I'll tell you right now, I did not attend the event, but I was there uh, outside of it, and I saw plenty of representation of this, that, and the other body type, so it's not like they were like, only big boys. It was a very big, like a mix of people. I have a question. Yes? What was the race and or ethnicity of the person who thought it was racist? He was Hispanic. Mm -hmm. I believe Brazilian. Okay. I don't know that for sure. He's okay. like a, a bar friend, not a mm-hmm. person I know. I think he's on Facebook. Anyway. Was he, was he of the lighter complexion? Yes. Oh, yes. Could he pass for white? Oh, of course. And now I'm going to get real woke. Go for it. <sighs> this wasn't me, too, by the way. I'm totally telling you what. Like, I actually experienced last night and had to mm-hmm. explain to this guy. Just I am frustrated with people... Who say, you know, this is racist, or I know someone who is devastated that Jason Momoa, who's Hawaiian, is now Aquaman, 
because Aquaman is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed individual. And just because a group of people, usually a minority, says we want to make something like Black Girls Rock or something that's really inclusive and empowering to our section of people, just because you aren't necessarily invited doesn't mean that we're excluding you to be racist. We are empowering ourselves as individuals, as a, an, a minority group who, let's be real, if ten chances are if you're a minority group, you're already oppressed, to say we are worth something. You don't have to be invited to everything. And for your the, the person you spoke to who could pass for white, and for everyone who's white, who's really upset about, like, Bamani Jones with a white skins t-shirt. That's a sports thing. Don't worry about it. He wore, like, a white skins instead of, like, a red skins t-shirt. Mm -hmm. But it was a, a blonde-haired guy with, instead of a feather, it was a dollar sign. And people are just like, this is really offensive. Surprise! When it's you, it's offensive. When it's us, well, that's just the way things work. You don't have to have everything. You don't. It doesn't make sense. There are some things that are for you. There are some things that are for me. And sometimes when you take a moment to empower yourself or something doesn't reflect you, it doesn't have to. I don't look at every comic book and say, there's no representation of black people. I, there should be more representation of black people. There should be more representation of minorities across the board. I think that there should be more Asian um, characters in comic books, Asian American. Like, all we have is Amadeus Cho and probably, like, one other person. And I apologize for not knowing who that other person is. North Star and... Uh, Genki, Miles' Genki, friend. Yeah. But, like, it's sometimes it's not for you. Especially if something seems positive and not racial, like, as in, like... Um, negating other people, putting other people down, just saying that we are phenomenal, we are a group of people who haven't been represented in something, like, fuck off. You don't deserve everything. Not everything is a default for white. So fuck off. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Amen. I agree completely. I, I And this is the thing. I'm sitting there explaining it to him last night. As a gay man, talking to another gay man, I'm like, this is what my mother would say about why do you have to have gay pride? It's like, do you understand that we are celebrating who we are? We are not excluding anyone. And we are a group that is certainly in the minority and need to have a little more visibility and should be proud of who we are and getting that message out in a positive way. I guarantee you, if you had a white pride rally, I'm not saying it would 100% be true because I'm sure someone could pull it off, but it would be a lot more charged and hate-filled and like a Trump rally than it would be like, Big Boy Pride or Gay Pride or Bear Pride or, I don't know, whatever else that is out there that celebrates their own culture. Well, it just speaks volumes because that's what – in it, it lets you know what they're doing in their head when they go to an event that they think is for them right. only. They're afraid somebody's about to think about how they think about other people to them. Right. It's fear. It's like, oh, crap, well, this shit's not fair. Oh, shit, it's about to be not fair, but I'm not the one getting what I want. Right. That's 
That's and, exactly how it is. And you hear this, like Aura was saying, with representation in comics right now. I've heard on several podcasts that I listen to how they really don't like uh, Sam Wilson as Cap. How they really don't like a lady, a woman as Thor. How they really don't like, not so much this, but Kamala Khan or you know these other new different ethnic at non-white ethnicities and non-male you know genders out there as characters and they just why do you keep changing our characters it's pandering what, you know it's it, pandering. you have it's pandering. everything right you literally have everything now the only thing i will say is there are people so we're casting a broad brush there are people who i think don't see that as much as but that's my thing you're taking from me i want steve rogers i want old, you know, classic, whatever Thor. I want, you know, whoever. Like, make a new character that sticks. But as we've all known from comics over the years, and even Star Wars as well, it is hard to get new things to stick and take off. Not only that, there have been multiple Iron Mans. That's there true. There have been Absolutely. multiple Captain Americas. Mm -hmm. oh, there have yeah. been multiple Spider-Mans. Like, it's, like, these are mantles. These are ideas. Sure. And white doesn't necessarily mean authentic. That's the thing. It's, you know, like, anybody can be Spider-Man. Anybody can be Batman. Anybody can be Captain America. And it doesn't matter if they show their face or not. They are taking up an idea. And anyone and anybody can be an idea. Exactly. Yes. And that's the thing that frustrates me the most is because people automatically assume that just because something's been something with some way for X amount of years, it makes it okay. That's not it. It no, no, no. Which is why we have this sort of like new historicism sort of take oh. on things. Yes. Is because you know you look back and you think, well, you know, at some point in our lives, in our society, as you know, like a species, as human beings, like people have owned other people. We know that that's fucked up. Nobody should own anybody else. But 200 years ago, you could say that about anybody, regardless of race. They're like, oh, well, you know, like, this is my property. People aren't property. You look at that now and say, that's really fucked up. Unless you're, like, super racist when you think, oh, no, this makes sense. Like, can I just stop you and say make yeah, it great again. that you got me so excited when you said new historicism? I have not thought about that since college, and I love you. You're because welcome. I need to get back into lit theory so bad. It was so much fun. Just, I love that. You know, I'm uh, sorry. Let's, let's, you're good. No, you're good. Let's keep, let's but I think we have addressed – I'll dial it back here. We have addressed this issue of fanboy reaction or whoever – not just fanboys. Well, just take the word fanboy out and just put in fan and addict. Yeah. There you go. Fanatic. And the, the the real mainstream most I think I believe in the decency of man and woman and everyone in between that they don't care about this. That it's they're like great. That's a new Star Wars movie. There's a, a strong woman character. Great. Who cares? Let's go on. Let's let's enjoy it. The reactions we're getting that we're reacting to online are the extremes and the people who really are fearful, like you said, mm -hmm. BJ, and they're just reacting to this crazy. Be afraid. Yeah. Be very afraid. It, don't act like. Trans people and people of color haven't existed, and now we're being mouthy. We've always existed, and we're sick of your shit. Yeah, amen. Uh, unlike everybody else, I read the comments on the. Uh, oh, I well, read them. I read them. My don't my, think that I didn't read them because I did. Oh, my I personal, my personal favorite one, which 
which is the reason why I read uh-huh. the comments was there was a guy and he said, well, if there's a girl that's the main character, how can I possibly identify with the character? Oh, Lord. And the reactions to that, though, filled me with so much hope because first was a woman. She just said, exactly. And the next person said, well, it's where you use your imagination. You can, if you can identify with another human being, period, yeah. if you then, have any semblance then of maybe empathy, you shouldn't yeah, yeah. be watching anything or reading comic books. Just stay out of civilization. All right, we, let's move on because I do want to. We have a lot more stuff to talk about, and we go on. We could get on our soapbox and we could talk forever about oh, this because yeah. we are very passionate about it. But uh, there was also we talked about Suicide Squad. There's a Final Fantasy movie coming out. It's related to Final Fantasy 15. Is it Spirits Within? No, no. it's different. It's I'm I'm very excited that it's not Spirits Within and it's actually Are you a, sure it's not Spirits Within? I am ninety percent positive it's Aww. not Spirits Within. So yeah, so it's tied into Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's like a prequel, I think. Talks about the rise of the whatever, whatever, da da da. Gods and like Yeah. I mean I'm excited. It's not a movie movie. I mean it's not gonna be out in theaters, I think. It's a direct to video. No, I think or... it's supposed to I think it's supposed to get a theatrical release. Oh. Well this will be brave and bold of them to do this again after the Spirits Within Nightmare. Right. Although I love the uh, song from that, The Dream Within. Everybody, everybody's been... Freaking, I still love that song. So um, we are excited about some more movies coming up. Obviously, Civil War is coming. We're very excited about that. And I'm Suicide Squad, you know, I'm curious. I'm actually hopeful that it'll be significantly better than Batman v Superman, more fun. And with these uh, these reshoot uh, things, I think that we're going to see it be more of a fun thing. So yeah, uh, let's move on to television. I think we've beat the movie uh, horse to death. Um, I am not caught up on the magicians, but I do want to just say, uh oh, I go see ahead, a face. No, no, go ahead. I think it's not a perfect show. I think there's problems. I do enjoy the show. I do enjoy the universe that it's in. I enjoy the subversiveness of the universe and the writing that's going on to the, the, the different characters. Um, it is sort of magic realism. It's not as much Harry Potter, though they tried to play that up to get, obviously, attention. Um, but the idea of magic as a drug, as addiction, playing off all of the tropes, but again, sort of subverting them, I, I think is great. And uh, not Quentin. Quentin's the main character. I can never think of Elliot. Elliot's awesome. I Elliot love Elliot. Is the sole reason why I can continue to watch. Wow, really? Because this show is daggers in my soul. Oh, why is oh. that? Because it's you know, and I don't necessarily have a problem with adapting things from like literature to yeah. television. I just think they've done a, a really bad job. bad job of it. And I don't disagree with you. I I read the first book so long ago. I don't remember a lot of what they did, and evidently they're bringing in other stuff. I think we talked about this And they're bringing in other stuff, and you know it's bad when you were just like, so, wait a sexy time magic? Sexy mm-hmm. time magic. I don't remember How, how far have you gotten? I'm down like three episodes. I need to catch okay. up. Okay. Sexy, sexy time magic. Sexy time magic. Or when they're like, they throw you a bone, mm-hmm. and then they proceed to shove it in some orifice of your person and make it hurt. Like there wasn't a like a, a nod to Janet. There is a nod to um 
uh, what's their friend? Uh, it's Janet, Alice, Elliot, mm-hmm. Quentin, yep. and the other one, Josh. And Josh. Oh, Josh is the traveler? No, Penny. No, that's Penny. Penny. Oh, that's Penny. They make these nods, and they kind of give you what you think, oh, I know what this is. And then they literally rape it in front of you. I'm sorry. Um, what's the what's the term I should use? Um, but rape it in a something sense. warning, something trigger warning. warning, trigger warning. There we go. Nah. When you say rape it, you mean they literally remember that episode of South Park where uh-huh. they go to see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah, and they're sitting there and they're like, oh my god, they're raping him, they're raping him. Yeah, that's what this is like for <laughs> what? me. What? But because they're they're messing with the text or because because they. They sped through. They they spent all this time on on bullshit that we didn't need. Yeah. And then now that we're in the last like two episodes, especially uh-huh. this past episode, uh-huh. um, they literally are burning through as much as possible. Okay. And so it's not. It's not. It's not good. Okay. Elliot is amazing. Oh, Elliot's fantastic. Yeah, Elliot's Elliot is fantastic. Is and I like the dark turn after his uh, brief. Boyfriend thing, that yep, whole mess. because you can't have happiness no, if you're homosexual. That's right. But um, the the thing, because I've never read the books, so coming into it, it feels like everything Oral's saying makes makes perfect sense. It feels weird and disjointed because yes. the, the only issue I've i it's it's kind of the only issue I've had with the show because I like a couple of more characters, but. It's just like all of a sudden things are sped up. All of a sudden it's pacing like pacing is off. The pacing yeah, yeah. is so weird. I want to see this show, and it, it has been renewed, so we do know we'll get more of it. Oh, I was afraid of that. But I want to see a different showrunner. I want to see a retooling. I want to see something that makes it not more true to the book, but better in consistency of story yeah. and pacing. I think that you are absolutely right. There are issues, but it is unique on television right now. I would say there's nothing else like it. And for that very reason, I want to see it sustain and continue. Um, who's watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I know Oral's not. I know Jared is not. BJ I am. You. Okay, I am not caught up. This is like, I'm in a bad... I've been busy. I've been traveling. It's been crazy. But the last thing I saw, spoiler warning, as always, they actually um, had the little going away for Mockingbird and Hunter. Oh, yeah, Hunter and Mockingjay. Which... I will say... Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Mockingjay is a different thing. <laughs> I will say that that episode was very well executed. I did not realize that's what it would be. Oh, yeah. The Spies Goodbye or whatever is the title. It was very touching and very, like, moving at the end where they were sort of saluting them and, and you know, all that stuff. And that they kind of had to take, take one for the team. However, I don't think they actually had to take one for the team. I think that was a contrivance to just, oh, well, we can't kill you off because you're going to get your own show. So let's just do this thing. So the plot didn't hold up to me, but it was still moving to see these two characters suddenly now ostracize off the team. But again, we know they're getting a pilot. They're probably getting a new series or whatever. It's going to have Dominic Fortune in it, which will be interesting, and, and it'll be other wacky spy adventures. So great. Um, I don't know. Well, anything since then that's been um, crazy and, you know? Just they've... Um, Grant Ward, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. The, so I like villains. I like bad guys and Grant Ward's, I won't even say descent, Grant Ward's transformation into Hive mm-hmm. has been very entertaining. He is the, I, I got to give the actor, actor props 
Because um, he's playing the character now, very different now that he's oh, hive. now that he's hive, and it, it's like it, the creature has access to his memories, so it still kind of acts a little bit like him. But at the same time, it's he's very creepy. We have seen in television, it's a, it's a trope to have a possession, or somebody takes over a character's mind, or whatever, and they don't always do a great job of conveying that that's a different thing in that person. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, probably think, just thinking back real quick, is like Doctor Who when Cassandra Nova, uh, is it Cassandra Nova? Yeah, the, possesses Cassandra, the one, the last the Doctor. It's the first episode of Tenant after the Christmas special. They're on the cat cat hospital, yeah. and so she possesses both Billy, uh, Rose, and the Doctor. And like, I feel like that was actually a lot of fun, and they yeah. did a good job of that. In a similar mind, Grant Ward is now possessed by this entity from this other oh, world. Oh, they said he's not possessed. Like, he is literally this thing. Well, right, because like, the, there is no... Grant there... Ward, the character, died. His body... He, Coulson kills him, okay? Crushes his sternum, like, probably crushes his heart, whatever. But yeah, no, this entity is now taking his visage, his, his form, form. And the same actor is playing it, and that's my point. Yeah. The same actor is there doing this thing that is very different. And I really do think it's it's good. Like when Fred became Malaria and Angel? Actually, yes. Yes. I thought that was very good, too. Um, so I like that. Uh, overall, I think the show is still struggling to figure out this Inhumans thing. And I'm really interested to see where they're going with so it. So the, the rumor mill is that they've, they're have they going to scrap the Inhumans movie altogether. Oh, well. And I guess they're just going to let Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. consume it, which is fine because I'm ju- at this point I'm just waiting for the royal family to pop up. That's all I'm waiting for. Be interesting. I'm, I'm just waiting for Medusa to show up and be like, hey, what's up? That's that's kind of my that's kind of what's keeping me in the show. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't let that be the only thing. I think you're gonna be eh, disappointed. It's just, it's just it's it's not bad. It's not the best. Um, there are better shows. Uh, it's at, at this point it's kind of just what's kind of going on in the world I'm when the Avengers see, aren't doing stuff. I'm curious to see. See, I don't think of that at all. Uh, though they do mention them occasionally, I think it is its own thing altogether. I am curious to see when Civil War happens. Supposedly they are going to. That is going to be a moment that the show reacts to, as they do in yeah. the previous movies, which yeah. will be interesting. Now, um, I have not caught up on Daredevil. We'll talk about that in a second. I think – did we talk about the end of Expanse? Uh, I don't think we did. No, we did. Okay. okay. We did. I think so. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Because it's been a while. That was a great ending. Yeah, it was great. It leaves the door wide open for what's next. The Expanse is awesome. I'm glad that we're going to see it in 2017. Um, 
It is a it's out on Blu-ray now. Yes. Yep. It is a phenomenal sci-fi series. If you miss space operas and you need something with a little kind of gravitas mm-hmm. to coin a phrase that was used overly so six years ago, definitely watch The Expanse. It is, and this is a really <laughs> elevator pitch. they're in space. I got Yeah. Battlestar Galactica meets Game of Thrones. That's the elevator pitch I think it's, a lot of people are using. And it's sort of true because it bounces around to different characters, a lot of political machinations to see which faction is going to come out on top. But it is in space in the not-so-distant future. Hard sci-fi, a lot of good concepts. It's great. Um, does anyone else watch Legends of Tomorrow? I do. No. Nope. Okay. I want <laughs> to point out a few things just real quick. First of all, it has actually been really fun. Wentworth Miller is playing Captain Cold like this. Yes, and he constantly and tilts I his head down. Would but love looks to over at you. Hear him read and is anything. Really deliberate. And he went the other day, this episode where they go into the future, and he actually said, "Did you see this? Uh, I did. Yes. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> he, did. he puts on these like Oculus, like uh, Microsoft uh, Halo lens, or uh, what are they called? Like the scanner glasses. Hollow lens. Sorry, not the Halo lens. Hollow lens. And he was so impressed by the tech because he's a big old geek in the show. Like it, literally, probably too. But he's a big geek as Captain Cole. He makes Star Wars references all the time. And he said, "Yeah, it was amazing. So happy to hear that." Uh, I also did share. I want to briefly. His, did uh, they kill one of the Hawk people? Because you don't need to. They did. They did. Uh, okay, good. I, I, although he's kind of come back in flashbacks, of course. And he's, I mean, he's immortal. They'll keep bringing him back. It, they haven't done a lot with that, but I'm surprised because they could. Um, Whitmer Miller was fat shamed a few years ago. Uh, he had been out in public. He had been depressed. Um, somebody recently took a picture of from then when he was just like in a jogging suit and had gained some weight and put it up against a really skinny, I think, Photoshop picture of what he looked like in Prison Break. And said something about, you know, oh, this is what happens when such and such goes on sale or some candy is available. Some stupid thing implying, okay, yeah, you fat. Well, he took ownership of that meme, which is a little just, you know, picture that was shared, and talked to the issues of depression and how it is okay to gain weight. It is okay to go through these life changes and that there is always another side. You will get through it. You will be able to change in the future and it gets better. And it was a lovely, lovely I think, attempt to, again, take ownership of this thing that was dark for him, and he's turning around and making something very positive for a lot of people. So if you have not seen this, go to Wentworth Miller's Facebook page or his Twitter, and you will read up on all of his his, his uh, stories about this time. It probably also had to do with him coming out and dealing with his sexuality. So, like, I'm really proud that he is not only playing a deliciously awesome Captain Cold, who is becoming more and more of a goodish bad guy, like they're playing him off of a heat wave, uh, yeah, and they're showing the contrast. And this is true from the comics to some extent as His well. His boyfriend, sometimes ex-boyfriend. No, they don't do that. They are in my head. Uh, you, that's your head. That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you, but you know. Um, but the rest it. of the show is still really fun. They haven't gone back to the old west, but I know they're going to do a Jonah Hex meetup. Um, but everything else they've been doing is fairly like obscure DC lore. They did have Raja Ghoul on recently, which was interesting in the past because I think in Arrow he got killed or something. I don't know. But if you're a DC nut, if you like good old DC stuff, you, you definitely need to watch the show. It's gotten better and better as episodes have gone on. I did not watch this, but I think some of you did. Flash meets I Supergirl. Didn't. You didn't. 
I didn't. Okay. It's so Supergirl got really good. Yeah. It it actually did. I hung in there and I was not disappointed. They had a Red Kryptonite episode Uh-oh. where they do a shot for shot remake of the Red Kryptonite incident in one of the original the Superman Donner movies. Superman, yeah. Where he's say Lois and Clark, the new adventures of <laughs> Superman. Where he's flicking um, peanut shells. Dean <laughs> Kane. Oh well, he's in it too, right? Uh, supposedly he hasn't made a cameo yet, but he's no, he suppo- was in the first episode. Yeah, Dean oh, Kane is the dad. The he played her, father, her human yeah. father. Yep. Um, Tom Welling, so, no, no, Michael no. Rosenbaum. Oh, listen to you. Um, the You're the, trying so hard. The thing I like about Calissa this, Flockhart. Yes, yes. Sort of. <laughs> cat, cat, not Cat Cora. <laughs> cat Grant, right? Cat Grant. Um, but so so specifically, let's talk about the Flash one because we've talked a little bit about Supergirl. I think what what made it so amazing it, to you? It was it was all that all that bubblegum like superhero show stuff we like mm-hmm. about like the good stuff that we like about Supergirl and the Flash just it was it was just fun it like was delightful it, it was it was fun it was, it was the world's cute. finest it was the most adorable. I mean, everything was adorable. Yeah. Like at one point, I was like, "Okay, you guys seriously can't be that fucking cute." And the Flash literally runs out and gets everybody ice cream. And Kara's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna eat this." So she just starts eating ice cream while everybody else is like, "The fuck did this guy just do?" And I'm like, "Cause when I read my Flash comics, I love it when he goes and gets ice cream for everybody." No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and I think especially that it came out right after Batman v Superman. It was demonstrable of the idea of the networks versus the studios of what superheroes are in the DC universe. And the networks, I think, get it. I think yeah. they actually get what DC really is. Whereas the soup, the studios, not so much. And part of it's because I know Jeff Johns is involved and DC from what I've understood is more directly involved in the network side than uh, yeah. the studio side. So yeah, you can, you can, you watch the episode and the, the whole, the whole time you're like, this is nice. I like this. This makes me happy. Now, speaking of what makes us happy, Daredevil and The Punisher mm. and Elektra, mm. from what I've seen so far, I'm only halfway through, uh, made me happy. I enjoyed it. Karen Page is my favorite character in Aww. Daredevil. Yeah. I love that actress. She's, She's great. She is phenomenal. She breathes life. And She's great in True life. Blood as well. Yeah. This <laughs> is the only reason why I kept watching. Jessica. She breathes. Jessica. She breathes life into a series that can sometimes take itself too seriously. A bit ponderous. Not, yeah, and not yeah. that not that she doesn't take her role seriously, but it 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 breathes this sort of like human element to it, and that's that's what she is. But that's also what Foggy is. Yes. But um, Matt's uh, Matt's got his own head stuck up his ass, and like they they bring him down a peg or two, and it's you know I like seeing the um. The first meeting with, spoiler alert, with Kingpin. Um, however, I will say this. Watch the trailer. Like, watch the recap. If they give you a recap for um, Daredevil, watch it. Because you're like, I remember everything. I'm like, I don't remember this. It's like when we were watching um, House of Cards. And I'm just like, why is this person having sex with this man to get this car? That doesn't make sense to me. Teddy used to be a writer. Oh nope, different character. Totally got this wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, they do help. But yes, the recaps help. But yeah. uh, totally, like it was. A, it was a great season. Um, Kingpin, awesome. Daredevil, 
Wait. He's, a, he's a good Matt. Are you talking about season one or two? Both. Oh. Um. I think I accidentally heard that that was a thing. Uh. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. No. It's okay. Um. Do you like the way they did handle the handle the Punisher? Do you like that? Yeah. No. Except for the fact that you know one bullet, one kill. That's bullshit. You opened fire <laughs> in a hospital with. A sawed-off shotgun. Seriously, I know, right? You don't care about collateral damage. Yeah. Don't pretend like you do. Other than that, it was great. Everyone do you like Electra? Do you do you like the? Character? Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She was great. I really, I was batshit crazy. I was right. That's appropriate. I think it was weird because I I went into the Daredevil series because a lot of people I know were like, well, the movie was terrible. I'm like, yes, that has nothing to do with this. Like, same character, but that was a movie. This is a TV series. Yeah. And you know, and and I realized like when I when they introduced Electra and just the way her character reacted to things and just the way she talked talked down the mat sometimes, I was like, yes, yes, I am I'm completely on board with you. And and she was she she was the perfect kind of calming to that kind of first three episode or four episode run when they're just all kind of talking about the Punisher and dealing with the Punisher. She was kind of this perfect, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, like, literally, like, hey, how's it going? Um, I did say, and actually Pat kind of uh, said this, and I, I agree, like, I don't care as much about Matt Murdock or Daredevil. He's there, and he's the core of the show, but I, just like kind of Superman sometimes, or Batman sometimes, I care more about the side characters reacting to this force of nature that is the main character. Because he's harder to relate to, and honestly, in a lot of ways, the the way they're portraying Matt is very just boring. He's just eye candy, though. Well, he is eye candy. So pretty. Not, that's not that's not untrue. So cute. Um. So I'm excited about. And you said you saw the little Taylor teaser for. Uh... Yeah. So if so if you if you fast forward because the the final credits for the last episode are very very tenuous and long. Um. There is like a slight little. There's like a little three minute. Um, uh, three little three minute stinger of Luke Cage, um, confronting a couple of gangsters with okay. guns. So I guess we can all know how that's gonna end. But um, I'm I'm very excited for Luke Cage, uh, especially since they introduced the character in Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the show's supposed to have like an all black cast, because it's supposed to be his parents, him, and I can't. For the life of me, I can't remember the lower level Marvel gangster that's supposed to be I don't know. his bad guy. Probably Tombstone. I'm just. Oh, I think you might be right. I think there's a white cop. Uh, no, it's a, it's a woman. What? A gangster? I, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, so, you know, TV is exciting. Did I miss anyone? anyone Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is coming back. It Next is. week. Uh, or is it two weeks? It is. Did anyone watch the Pee Wee movie? Haven't watched it yet, but I hear it's awesome. I actually, I, I think they're back to stop bits and pieces. I, I need I watched to watch it. it. Did you it's, like it? It, if you like anything Pee Wee Herman, if you just liked a couple episodes of the show, yeah. if you liked, you don't even and have one to go that movies. far, BJ. Do you like Paul Rubens? Yes or no? <laughs> if yes, watch Pee Wee. If not, don't worry about it. I want to see the off Broadway thing they did. That it, that's not gonna happen. No, I think it's out somewhere. No, no, it. it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, I'm sad. So let's move on. Um, there's a lot of exciting things with games. We'll talk about briefly. Um, I know one thing is there's this rumor. I don't know if this was confirmed. Are they doing a PS 4K or 4.5? Uh, the the Sony's confirmed. Yeah, they're they're going to do a e either a 4.5 or some kind of 4 so 4K I PS4. So I'm good to have not bought it yet. 
probably if you have a 4K TV. I don't have five thousand dollars for a 4K you TV. You can get one for a lot less than that now. Oh, okay. Well, but I don't have one thousand dollars for a 4K well, TV. Well, I bought a new TV a couple years ago, and the thing at the time they had 4K TVs. They were stupid expensive, but there wasn't a lot of content. So finally, now if content's catching up, I saw a video clip of Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront in 4K, and it looked like you know disgustingly real. But um, I'm more excited about this VR stuff. Um, friends of mine have been playing with the Vive uh, mm. in different like training projects, and supposedly that Valve Portal demo is just ridiculous. It's really um, I, I did that demo. Um, there's a lot going on, so like it's sensory overload. Uh, yeah, but it's like the most immersive <laughs> I've. I mean, I've played with the Oculus. I'm very excited about the Hololens or Halo Lens or whatever. It's Hololens, oh, I know. Right. Um, but that's more like an AR type thing than a VR thing. Yeah. So yeah. augmented reality versus virtual reality. But that portal, the Vive, everything I've heard is just just top notch, and yeah. it, it explains why. It's like nine hundred bucks. It's not cheap. But the uh, I guess PlayStation has a VR. Yeah, they, thing. their their VR. Uh, it's supposed to come out in October. I think it's already up for pre order. Uh, so their VR is um, it just uses a lot of their current pre apparel stuff. Uh, it, it uses you have to have the um, the, little the camera wavy thing. Oh, the camera! I have the camera. Yeah, I have the little tennis ball or a ping pong ball on a thing. I got that. Um, I believe yeah, it'll use that or regular controller. Um, but it uh, you definitely have to have the camera. And a lot of people were like, well, it's supposed to be the cheapest one. It's two hundred dollars just for the VR. Okay. And then the camera sold separately, but at this point, you can get the camera for like twenty bucks. Actually, I have the PS3 camera, so I don't yeah, think that yeah, I don't think that's gonna. Well, that's a that's shame. Gonna work. I'm not personally big on the VR stuff. No. I'm more. I'm actually more interested in the augmented reality stuff. Yeah. But it's Fuck not something. Shit. Give me Quest World. I go. was promised Quest World. I was gonna say VR porn, which they accidentally have. Uh, I I would be fine with that. I think I've seen it. No. What? Sorry, that you know the the real thing. That's... Well, some of us are not Jared, that privileged. Admittedly, there is a better. Some there, of there, y'all are doing it wrong. Sometimes you do really want steak, and sometimes you will settle for steak for steak for, for steak for hamburgers. Let's go with that. Yes, steak yes. You know what I mean? I use that exact same analogy, but Did not you? for VR. Oh. <laughs> oh, ooh, is that another quest for the crown episode we need to talk yes. about? Yes, <laughs> yes. settling. <laughs> If you have not heard our Quest for the Crown all about masculinity episode, it is only, I believe, one episode, two episodes prior on our feed. You should check it out. Yep. It was great. We had a lot of good feedback. In fact, we have new friends from the Bearded Fruit podcast. Yay! Bearded Fruit. Bearded Fruit. Uh, uh, Cody and uh, Neil. Uh, I'm going to get their name right. Mm-hmm. Daigle, Daigle Orions. They're a hyphenated name. Um, they host this show about pop culture and sci- uh, not sci-fi, uh, like politics and culture. Uh-huh. It's a little more culture than pop culture. Okay. But okay. but um, <laughs> queer theory, politics, Ooh. current events, that kind of stuff. And okay. uh, it's a great show. They they've started listening to us, and I've started listening to their show. And I would highly encourage you guys to check it out. Bearded Fruit on SoundCloud as well. Uh, so check them out. And I think at some point we're gonna do a little cultural exchange, if you will. Okay. Ooh. Uh, but they they really reacted well. In fact. Many people have said great things about the masculinity episode, really? so we Wonderful. will be doing more in that series, so we can build up all the jewels in our crown. <laughs> if you thought yeah. I was feisty tonight ooh, or ooh. today, whichever, Uh-oh. whatever time you're listening to, uh huh. Oh, I can't wait for for, for, <laughs> yes. for for more of those. Or is there more specific those. precious so many, jewels? So many, just like those jewels. So, uh, 
There's also one more gaming thing, a Final Fantasy exposition. Is that no, the nobody cares. You Final know, Fantasy oh, it already, is coming. It already, it already came. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody cares. No well, Man's Sky is coming. Well, hold on, hold on. One thing at a time. I want to know about that, too. No Man's Sky is coming. What is this Final Fantasy? No, there was there was a big Final Fantasy reveal. That's where they revealed the trailer for the uh, movie. That, that yeah. Gotcha, nobody cares. No Man's Sky is coming. Final no, Fantasy no, no 14 has an annual exponent. So that's what I thought you were talking about. Uh, no. But I don't now, when does No Man's Sky come out? Before oh, we talk sorry. about No Man's Sky, can I talk about Salt and Sanctuary? Of course. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, being a huge uh, Dark Souls fan, Bloodborne, whatnot, a uh, group of you know fanatics who, who absolutely love the series decided to get together and make a 2D platforming version of Dark Souls. And it's called Salt and Sanctuary. Where nothing is happy... No, it's it's a, it's a shitty ass world that you know you live in. You're you're stranded in this this uh, depressing, um, violent world, kind of like Batman versus Superman, <laughs> but enjoyable. Uh, at least from what I can, can glean from and previous. And what platform is Steam? Uh, right now it's PS4 okay. that I've been playing yes. with, but I think uh, they will be doing a PC release soon, which I'll be happy about. Sweet. Yep. Um, so No Man's Sky. No Man's yes. Sky. When does that coming. come out? You know, it, it, it's coming out at the end of June. I got until the end of June to get a PS4. Oh, you do need it. It's not PC. But it, nope. I mean, it, it may be, but I, I don't want a PC. I want to play it on the PS4. The catch is, is that I also should buy a new TV. So now what should be $450 or so is now like six hundred and fifty. Well, why you gotta buy a new TV? I need a new TV. And look, if I'm gonna play the game that I was put on this world to play, I'm gonna play it in a goddamn new TV. Well, <laughs> tell me why you're excited again. I know we've talked about this before, but what is the single it's most exciting thing? It's a procedurally thing? generated world. You know what it is? It's um, it's a more streamlined version of Eve Online. Okay. Yeah. So more exciting than Eve because yes. Eve is kind of boring. Where you actually have worlds to go to, and mm. you're not just Dealing in isk. Side note: There's a massive war going on on Eve Online, um, and I will post a link to the podcast that I listen to. Uh-huh. And if you like hearing about like gameplay and like random shit of universes you've never been to but you want to join, it is it is six thousand dollars of real world money went like literally just burned up in the blink of an eye. Holy crap! Ooh. It is it is brutal. People are mad. There are coalitions. <laughs> oh boy! But it's, I, I imagine that's what No Man's Sky is going to be. Gonna no, be I no don't. Man's I don't know. The, I might forego getting new bricks that I need. Oh jeez! Oh, the the only problem I have with No Man's Sky is that yes, it's procedurally generated, but even though it's procedurally generated, it's only limited to how it's been like parsed out. Yeah. In code. Right. So like on one planet, you could have. All the aliens have red hats, but on the next planet they have green hats. They don't care. They <laughs> have warp drives, and you can pilot they did your own this ship. with Spore though. It was procedurally so generated. No, how dare you bring up Spore? <laughs> Spore is abomination. I just want to make a point that it could be disappointing if you are so so built up. It looks great. I'm very excited. You know, I'm a big sci-fi guy. I love space exploration as much as you. But I just want to caution that we should dial our expectations down. Just until we experience it. Here's the catch. And you're going to talk about it when you play it. I'm not going to be the first person who runs out and buys No Man's Sky. I'm going to wait a week. A week? One week? I'm waiting a week just to see what happens. (laughs) And other than that, I'm going to be hooking. 
to make money. Whoa, wait, I'm sorry. I might be one of them. Can you do that shameless, in the game too? Shameless 22 year olds who, who create a GoFundMe. I'm never going to create a GoFundMe. Okay, I'm buying this with my own goddamn coins. Good, good job. Um, <laughs> side note, talking about space exploration, I. I fell down a rabbit hole oh, yeah? of watching gay cinema. Oh. And I um, haven't stopped. I've watched like 79 to like what? Uh, 96 plus hours oh. of gay cinema what? in the past oh. month. Are you okay? I, what? I am, I am huh? watching it in the dead of night and drinking, realizing this is what romance is. But what oh, no. I will say is, I watched a uh, fan made movie of Star Trek, the original series. Okay. Um, Fire and Blood. It was super dreamy. It was super cute, even Aww. though it doesn't end well. Oh. <laughs> uh, this this is another discussion later, but like, uh, I hate gay cinema so much. So, so you bad. know what? <laughs> but you know, it's it's the spectrum of either it's super campy or super depressing. Yes, I, I you agree. Know what? Yeah, I have I have found. Some really good ones. There are. They that, exist. They, yes. Jim, they exist. I will send you links yes. to them. I've, I found I have, one. I have seen, um, what, what was that Brazilian movie that came out recently? It's um, oh, the, way, yeah. the Way He Looks. Okay. Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yes. he's right. blind. Well, let's, let's talk about that later. Here's actually, what yeah. I want. Oral, I want you to do this. Uh-huh. I want you to pick your top ten gay... I can do them right now. Okay, no, 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 not right now. No, I don't want them right now. Not right now? No, mm-hmm. I want I want on Facebook. Are we doing a Microsoft? No, no, well, we could, but here's Let's the do thing. a Microsoft. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Flame on Show. I want you, you, I'm pointing to you, to post not just a quick, like a, a sentence or two, maybe a paragraph, what you liked about it and the link to it or whatever you want to oh, do. Oh, I can do all of that. I want that over the next, like, like however many weeks, just one a week. I think that would be great content. No, I think I, that would be great for a lot of people, myself included, who gave up on gay cinema years ago because I got tired of the depressing and the camping. No, I, I will be more than happy to write a mini so. Yeah, no, I, and we could do that too. So start doing that, I, and then I we'll all do lot. our homework and we can talk. About Don't get me wrong. I like gay cinema, but just I like the depressing ones because they seem a little more realistic. Yes. Oh, the, I got different. one. The campy ones where are brothers just like, went at huh, it. Huh. No. no. They make me so angry. <laughs> a brother was jealous. What was that He one? killed his other brother oh. to make sure because he could only have him and, in the Ooh. love of his life. Oh. Yes. Oh. I want some, murder? I want some fucked up shit. I am all for me. murder. Oh, Lord. I will open a can of worms. Let yeah. me dial this back <laughs> uh, to video games. You want games. a cruel intention slash the craft type one? I got one of them, too. <laughs> so, at Texas Bear Roundup, a few weeks back, since we have last talked, Pat and I went, we met... From Gamer X or Mini Boss, uh, I think it's Mini Boss or Mid Boss. Hold on, uh, we met Phil Jones, who Ooh. did the Gaming and Color document. documentary. Oh, and Phil was very nice, and we really enjoyed getting to spend pretty much most of the convention with him, uh, running around talking to bears, doing whatever. But he is uh, Mid Boss. Sorry, not Mini Boss. Um, he works there at Mid Boss, uh, Bear Cub at Mid Boss. Uh, also works the exhibition floor and like you know plans the exhibition for Gamer X. Huh. So um, if you have not already, go on Kickstarter, look up Gamer X. They are looking to fund their Gamer X four, not entirely through Kickstarter, but as an adjunct to get better programming, better guests, et cetera, et cetera. And Phil Jones is also potentially going to join us in a future episode. Ooh, nice. He's very interested in talking about gaming with a Y, 
And uh, actually, it was super sweet. So we uh, are you sure we don't have enough time for gay Asian cinema? Because you know, I got, <laughs> I, I got like 13 to gay 17 of Asian them. cinema, even I smell oh. microsoft coming up. Yeah, yeah. Right, we, you're gonna you're in charge lot. of gay cinema from I got a lot. You, you've lot. done your research now. Um, I will only say before we transition to comics that gaming wise, I have been playing a lot of Old Republic. I know this surprises some of you, probably <laughs> not others, oh. but the new Knights of the Fallen storyline. Is this news for 2012? Listen, the new Knights of the Fallen storyline, they are pumping out content once a month. It is actually very engaging. It is very standalone so far. I will say, you know, if you don't like MMOs, this is probably something you'd enjoy, but it is very non-MMO for a lot of it. Now, it's starting to open up after like nine chapters, but classic Star Wars Good versus evil, foreign worlds that we've never been to before. Very interesting story. Good voice acting. Very Bioware. And I, I, if you like that sort of thing, if you like Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic, whatever, you should check it out. And soon I will come back to Final Fantasy fourteen, which has a new patch coming that's very exciting. Because it's 2007. has not been out that long. Anyway, all right. So video <laughs> games, whatever. We're done. Um, I think it was one other thing, but we'll come back to it in a future thing. Comics. Now. It's been a while since we talked. Obviously, we've read a lot of comics. Well, a few of us have. I don't know. Jared, have you read any comics? I have, yes. Okay, good. All right, good. Good. I want to start with Jared on this. Okay, yay. I want to know, as I get up to turn off the light as as our... (laughs) <laughs> it gets darker and darker here. Oh, yes, because I'm talking. Flame on after hours. <laughs> exactly. You're, the shade is spreading. You're grooving with know. Jade. No, it's Jared. called Flame on after, after dark. dark. Ooh, I like that. Jared, what has been the most impressive, and we're going to do this for each of us, so think about it, the most impressive or most engaging or the most original, whatever you want, comic that you've experienced in the last two months? Monstrous. Talk about mm, it. Yes. Yeah. I want to know more. Um... I'm sure Oral could give like a better assessment as far as the story goes, but just I love the artwork. The artwork is gorgeous. It kind of reminds me of, um, I forget the name of the guy who created Berserk, but it's kind of that same rendering style, uh, only in color. And it's it's visceral, it's um, gritty, and it has an, an elegance to it too. Um, but, you know... We we could we could talk you know, go back to that discussion about you know being represented in in a comic but like you know it's it's mostly female characters in there but you know I don't mind that mm-hmm. you know um so the way I explain it is remember during World War Two when Japan took over a portion of China and made Manchuria it's that told in a fantastic setting yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Uh, hmm. Do you know who the writer is? I forgot her name. Oh, it's uh, Marjorie Liu. Yeah. But that's it's her grandparents. Yes. That was the you know the the time that they grew up in. It is it is it is fantastic. There's a lot of world building, mm-hmm. so you got you have to be committed. Yeah. Be committed. But but so far I'm I'm really enjoying uh, the series. You know there are little um little snippets of uh like uh, Chinese and Japanese uh folklore and myth and kind of woven in there, but mm-hmm. overall it's got like, like this. Like the fox. The fox demon. Yeah, the fox demon. Um, but it's got like this um, kind of, I wouldn't say dungeon punk, but it's it's got like a steampunk feel to it. But it's you know more magical rather than you know uh, mechanical and all that. Um, and it's just I I'm anxious to see you know what what comes next. Oh, and they're like creepy Cthulhu like you know, oh. gods in it too. So oh, it's, it's, well, it's right up your alley. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Oral, what about you? 
So I thought about this long and hard. But this week knocked it out of the park. And it's not Poe Dameron. Even though Poe Dameron is awesome, written by Charles Soule, um, art done by Phil Noto. Uh, but I'm I'm more I'm dark side, let's let's be real. I'm Seth. So know, it's great, but I'm just like, not about y'all. Ta-Nehisi Coates, the genius MacArthur like recipient, mm. and Brian Stelfreeze have created Black Panther. Uh, issue one just came out this week. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is it's the it came out the sixth okay. April sixth. Yeah, this past Wednesday, right? It is the best comic book of the week. It is one of the greatest Black Panther stories ever, because what it is is it takes a look at T'Challa. And says, yes, he is great as Black Panther, but we think he might be pretty shit as King of Wakanda. And it's not that he's incompetent. It's not that he's incapable. It's just that he may not want to do it. And there are a lot of different things that come to being a monarch um, of the most technically advanced um, and uh, spiritual like kingdom and country and and. Like people of the world and Marvel, and it is it's smart. Um, it is deep. It is there's not so much action in the first issue, but there's a lot of like political unrest. And so if you love really smart, interesting comic books, pick up Black Panther. You have to pick up Black. Did it Black did Panther. it build off of any of the Hickman Black Panther stuff? Yes. Okay, because I when I saw the artwork, it does. Stuff, I was like, this reminds me of what Hickman was doing. It it does, and it it and while Hickman kind of made these things happen and like moved from there as a jumping off point, like the new Black Panther series like sits and deals with these repercussions. Is it sold out? Um, it is. It is sold out in a lot of places. Um, there might be. I'll see what I can do, girl. Right. I'm just saying, Pat did not have. I mean, I may have. Anyway, I texted him to pick it up. Also, <laughs> lesbians. What? Oh, yes. I can read that too. That's great. All right, BJ, what about you? Um, so Oral cornered me and got me to get Black Panther. So he is completely right about Black Panther. Although there you go, he is completely right, 100%. Um, however. I have been uh, – ish- I picked up issue three of Spider-Man uh, with Miles Morales, uh-huh. and I kind of – I love it because Miles' family is a hot mess, kind of like my family, and uh, it's it's Miles dealing with the whole d- dual life thing, which nobody's good at. No- nobody Nobody has it down, and it's just kind of watching how his life is kind of like this house of cards, and a boiler gets called in. To come and straighten oh, him out. Oh, she ain't playing. And she does not. She is. It is. It is very much like my grandmother, my mother's mother, when my grades were were not up to par. Phone gets taken away. Like sixteen year old kid locked up in New York City, grounded. So it's it's. Uh, there's a cute moment with Miss um, Marvel showing up unannounced. There's a cute moment with Bombshell showing up unannounced. Drugs. Selling drugs. Are you selling the pot? Um, the LSD and then Lana Lee's to have to, she has to Google what LSD is. So it's, it's really cute. It's really fun. And then they introduce some random mutant that I'm sure going to have some sort of repercussions, but, right. uh, and black cat is also oh, in the black background. cat, black, oh, cool. black cat and hammerhead. Oh, hammerhead, which I haven't seen in a hot minute. 
but uh, so while. there's there's stuff brewing, and it's it's interesting. I like it so far. I uh, I'm interested in that, and I'm definitely interested in Black Panther. And then I think yeah, Monstrous. You, Oral, you had mentioned to me. I'm yep. I need to I need to pick it up, or or at least get caught up in trades or something if it's not been out too long. Um, so my choice is a Boom book. Boom has been up and down. You know they've they've kind of been languishing a little bit. Boom went bust. Well, not yet, did it? No. But yeah, <laughs> but a lot of ways, yes. There is a book though they're putting out. It's called The Spire. This is a book by Cy Spurrier. I think actually Simon Spurrier, but it's uh, same guy. Uh, who's done Marvel stuff. I think most recently like uh, the X-Force, Cable and X-Force book. That wasn't my favorite, but you know he's doing. I think he's doing stuff for the new Marvel uh, and possibly DC. And then Jeff Stokely, who did Six, uh, Six Gun Gorilla. Um, they're doing what is the closest I've seen to a Nausicaa like Ooh. book I've, I've, I've encountered. And if you just look at the art style, I'll show you after this. You know, it's funny. Literally everyone who said her, uh, there's two camps who heard you say Nausicaa. There are people like, let me on this train. And there are people like me, let me off this train. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't dislike it. I just let me ask care. you this. Have you read the manga of Nausicaa? Or I only seen the movie. Not. I lent Aaron, uh, our friend from a comic shop. I re- I lent him my Is volume one. Is it more one. tentacle vagina monsters? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Nausicaa. What? Tentacle vagina monsters. This is the Miyazaki film. Tentacle vagina monsters. No, there's, there's no tentacle they're, vagina monsters. They're not vagina monsters, but yes, they they. The look, little omu. They're yes, not the vagina. Tentacle vagina monsters. All right. Anyway, <laughs> this a woman spreads her legs. Oh, and, Lord. Now, outfit. in this book... I'm sorry, that's rude. However, <laughs> the character, main character, Shot, is a lesbian. And she has a girlfriend. And there are some sex scenes, nothing explicit, uh, in case you were wondering. I don't know if you were. Uh, but it is a very interesting sort of political, societal intrigue type thing in this culture that has different castes, different races, all sort of unified in this, this world. This character, Shah, is a cipher existed for many years shapeshifter can change her form temporarily or permanently um and they play with that idea and it's approaching its last issue i believe issue uh, eight is eight? coming up yeah and i'm telling you this is one of the best books i've read outside of superhero comics in a long time and i really 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 recommend if you have not picked it up if you find the issues at a store, and they, they'll have a bunch of them backlogged, whatever. Or if you just want to wait for the trade, it's worth checking out. And if you're a Miyazaki fan, just to see Stokely's art, he's not exactly aping Miyazaki, but he's doing it as like a loving homage, and it's it's, it's beautiful. Before I forget, Grant Morrison finally came out with his All-Star Wonder Woman slash... Wait, that's out? Wonder Woman Earth One. Yeah, yeah, that's out. That just came out this past Wednesday, along with Black Panther. I hope it was a really big weekend comic book. I hope that's in stock as well. It, um, okay. Uh oh. They take Wonder Woman back. No, it's not a bad. Okay, not okay. A bad, I've no. heard mixed. They take Wonder Woman back to her her origins, but her creator origins, where there's a lot of. Aspects uh, aspects of uh, bondage and kink. It, they're they're they're. It's a kinky bondage Wonder Woman. 
You've got BJ's nipples who like are rock hard. You know that, right? Lesbians, because well, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, and it's gone. Lesbians. <laughs> and we're gone. And like there, there was an interview where Grant Morrison was talking about it, like almost a year ago. It's been He's a like, while. you know, like this, this is a society, society of women who have lived separate from men for thousands of years. So we want their culture and technology to reflect that, and which is why we kind of wanted the invisible jet to look like a uterus. Now that's right, ladies and oh, gentlemen. No. I said invisible vagina jets. Yes. And what I didn't realize, and, and back I was in. told to uh, told recently, not all vaginas look alike. Oh, I did not know that. I thought um, they were all carbon copies. No, they're not. <laughs> I thought they were all black bars is what I meant. And so all of the invisible jets that you see mm-hmm. don't look alike. Oh, okay. They all look different. They're like snowflakes. Like, like ridges and like kind of like dips. And it, it looks like Cilia. It looks like a, a like a a clam, but like if oh, a clam was like one piece instead of having like a bivalve. Um, also, there are there are like seashell, there are seashell uh, sky cycles, because you know, like they open up like vaginas. I assume. I don't know. I don't know. It either. gives you it gives you aspects of like Aphrodite. Do you know what I just learned the other or, day? Or I'm sorry, Venus. We've talked about a gold star gay. We've talked about a double, I think, gold star gay. Do you know what a triple gold star gay is? Wouldn't that be just be platinum at that point? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, or I, a double myrrh. I'm sorry. Jared, you're confused. I, I am confused. What, what is, what so is a gold star a, gay? A gold star gay <clears throat> in, the, in the parlance, this is not my term, is a gay man who has not been with a woman. Okay. Okay. A double gold star gay is a gay man who has never been even close to a vagina because they were C-section. Oh, see, I thought that was a pure blood. Oh, well, there may be other terms, too. Now, a triple, and this is Brad Lokley, who we saw the other week at Parliament, a triple gold star gay, and I don't know if I quite agree with this 100%, because it has nothing to do with the vagina. They are, a, uh, a, they're of course, C-section, never been with a woman. Test tube baby. No, though I like the way you're thinking. They never breastfed. Oh. And this is where again there's oh, a departure. Oh, bullshit! Right? No, no, no. I know because gay men like breasts, but um, I say that blithely. But you know, that no, true. no, because I, I was talking no. about this. No. Um, breast with, milk is important. With, well, but like, they're not uh, saying it's a good thing. No, just, I was talking about this with a queer woman. Like gold star gay is ridiculous. Double gold star gay is ridiculous. Well, of also, course, it's I ridiculous. A legacy, where two <laughs> lesbians decide we want to have a baby. That baby turns out to be a homosexual. But, like, <laughs> look, I've slept with a woman. I mean, I don't want to do it anymore, but I did it once because you yeah. never know. Yeah. I just, I found it fascinating that there was a term that was. There is no term. That, that's a shitty term. I think there's a term. We that's may not use it. That's a shitty term. Other than I, I, just I came up with legacy. 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 Oh, okay. Oh. Legacy. 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 Okay. Um, okay. So, are there any other comics that we feel like nope. you deserve honorable mention? Nope. Time to go. I kind of like the goddamned. Oh, the goddamned is, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, biblical horror, depressing, depraved. But that's the it's times. Like, it's like Conan the Barbarian. It's exactly it. That's true. Or but like it's Bible cute. Adventures, except you're not carrying Moses on your head. Oh, um, that's so true. <laughs> it's post Eden, pre flood. Yes, and Noah's in it, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are we? Do we even want to give a? Cursory mention of the exciting 
DC and Marvel events. Nobody up. knows anything um, for Rebirth. We just know there's happening. Rebirth happening. Uh-huh. There will be Afterbirth happening. <laughs> and then there is also Civil War 2. Civil War 2, which nobody really cares about. What we're really excited about is um, Dead No More, where they're bringing back Uncle Ben. Yeah. Dragging up Spider-Man's dead people. That just seems... you fa- if he failed you in life, you're coming back to him in death. That just seems... Yeah. Bring out your dead. There you go. Exactly. Bring out your Marvel dead. I, I don't know. I'm, I kind of. I always love. I always love it when Peter Parker has horrible things happen to him. It's kind of the night. Yeah. Well, night. right. Exactly. That's night. what it feels like. It's like, oh come on. What is but this? they don't seem to be zombies. They're just dead people who are alive again. So it's like Earth X and then Universe X and then Paradise X. Like everybody, everybody lives. As Hickman would say. So, oh, I do want to give one more brief thing. Ultimates has been really fun. It has. Oh been my great. god! If you like the cosmic stuff that Marvel does so well, back in the day with Starlin and before that Kirby and all that, this Ewing is killing it. And Rocafort, the art is is excellent. It's its own thing. It's not a Kirby homage, but it's yeah. got that Kirby crackle, if you will. Not exactly, but it's got Galactus. The Lifebringer. It's got Eternity all bound up. So for some kinky reason, we're not sure. Maybe he hung out with the Thermoscarians. I don't know. And it's got Miss America. He likes soup. Thermoscarians. Thermos. Oh my god, I do. Um, it's so true. But uh, no, I really. They were brought that book. to us by Amazon Prime. The Prime brought us thermoses who decided <laughs> they didn't want to live with igloos, and so they. <laughs> Created Thermoscara. <laughs> There's a lot of bisque. I want to go there. There's <laughs> a lot of I fucking love bisque. Oh my god. Okay, now I'm hungry. So, Crab um, if you have not checked out us before and you really like what you heard or you didn't and you want to write about us anyway, we really appreciate going to iTunes and rating and reviewing us. Both matter. Both help us get up in the rankings. You'd be, sh- you'd be surprised now in this day and age. The other big thing is to share it with your friend. Send us a little tweet. Mention us, Flame On Podcast on Twitter, Flame On Show, and everything else. And get the word out because we really like hearing from our fans, getting new listeners. Uh, we've had some great listener mail recently. And just we want to hear from you. So please, flameonshow.com. Check us out. Rate and review us on iTunes. Now, we are introducing a new segment at the end of this episode that we've never done before. But we are excited about doing it is our one-ups, the things that give us life. Did I get that right? Or yeah, or yes. that little flag that you pick up in Smash Brothers where you hold oh, it long enough and it gives you an extra life. I like that too. I like that too. So this is a new thing. Just us sharing something that we've been really passionate about or we really recommend you to check out because it's awesome. I'm going to start with Oral. Okay. So I already talked about Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about Poe Dameron. Um, what I'm really excited about is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is coming back. And um, it is a show that I find hilarious. It's really quirky. Um, I love the cameos in it. And I know that if I had decided to follow my bliss and move to New York and try to become a Broadway actor, I would have been Titus Andromedon. All right. Pinot Noir. Mm, damn it. All right. BJ? Um, I actually have to get a little basic. Uh, with this, uh, a game recently came out for cell phones. For those of you that are still holding out hope that they're ever going to release the last Kingdom Hearts game, they came out with uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained, which in the narrative is like technically just kind of a retelling of the original story of the Kingdom Hearts series. 
Um, it actually is part of the main narrative. So if you are an addict like me, uh, it's really fun. It's not as money grubby as most of those free to play games are. And it, right now, it's you get a whole bunch of bonuses if you log on. This Just week. play the main games. Don't do it. It's a trap. It's all a trap. So fun. Is it? Is it like Mitomo? No. No. No, it's not. It's not. Mitomo is incredibly pointless. This is at least a game. All right. <laughs> Jared, right. what's giving you life? Yeah, seriously. Week? The Warcraft movie coming out. Yup. Do you do you want to watch it together? Sure, we can, can go watch it together. We could all do a thing. Let okay. me know. I want to see it. I mean, I, I play Warcraft for a hot second. Way but... to invite yourself to a date, Brian. <laughs> oh, wait, this, this is a date? date? No, it's ah! not a date. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Could be a group date. I was just planning on crashing, so exactly. <laughs> Y'all should double date it, and I'll just show up with nachos that I got from Taco Bell. Uh huh. <laughs> You're that person, and I can't be seen with you. Oh. <laughs> so my thing that's giving me life. I went last night to UCF celebrates the arts at the Dr. Phillips Center here in Orlando. Uh, Hans Zimmer was there, composer of such movies as Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel. I'll get his bad ones out of the way. Uh, and Interstellar. Which was an amazing film hmm. that I Still enjoyed seen thoroughly <laughs> and loved the music too. I know Pat hates it, but uh, as he as he listens to this later and he's editing and goes, "Oh, that movie," which literally gave him a headache and made him want to like pull his eyes out. But if you like exploration of space, sci-fi, all that stuff, it is a great film. It is very much the spirit of 2001. Last night they had Hans Zimmer, musicians from UCF, and some of his own musicians he's worked with, and Kip Thorne the scientific advisor for Interstellar, who has done a lot of work studying gravitational waves. And what I learned last night as part of this multimedia musical experience with a physics lecture was LIGO. LIGO is the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory. This is a detector, actually two detectors of four that they're going to build, that detects gravity waves. And you might go, what the fuck is a gravity wave? Well, all that you have to really worry is that this is something Einstein speculated existed, and they have confirmed with these interferometers that they exist. And not only does it complement the existing uh, astronomy of light, X-ray, and uh, not gamma, um, ultraviolet, whatever the other spectrum of EM frequencies, but it also shows how gravity, the space-time itself, ripples in reaction to major cosmic events. Kind of like Secret Wars. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I was just like, LIGO. So I'm like, are we talking about Zoids? Isn't that Zoid? <laughs> so, so specifically, the thing that when they turned on this detector, okay, this thing is huge. It's giant. Think particle accelerator huge just to detect these gravitational waves. They turned it on, and they detected not one, but two black holes colliding. And you might go, well, how the hell did they know they were black holes? That's physics. There's math. It's complicated. I'm not going to explain it today, but... It was really cool because they did visualizations using the uh, effects team from Interstellar to visualize what it looked like when these black holes merged. And then Hans Zimmer had musicians playing music to this. It was the coolest planetarium show I have ever experienced. And I was not high at all. People around me, I can't speak for them. They might have been. I did smell a little bit of something in the audience. I don't know. But I had a thoroughly great time, and I love the music of Interstellar, so I want to give a shout-out to my friend Dave uh, Schreier, director uh, – no, he's not director. He's like the assistant director of athletic bands at UCF. He got us in. It was a free event. Uh, they're celebrating the arts all week, and it's a really cool thing. But I have mad respect for Hans Zimmer for being a part of this 
and for the work of Kip Thorne with the LIGO project. And it's very cool to see us being able to explore space without leaving our homes. Still sounds like a Zoid to me. That's all right. It's okay. So that's all we have for today, unless anyone has any nope. words. And we did our, our one-ups. If you like us, flameonshow.com, rate and review us. And we are a part of the Nerdy Show Podcast Network where you can give us money Subscribe to our Patreon. You'll get all kinds of awesome bonus Don't content. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Oh, and that's always lovely. Tweet at us. Message us. Do whatever you like. We'll see you down the road. I'm still pretty sure that Lagos is a Zoid. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, or give us your feedback at nerdyshow.com slash survey. Flame On was created by Brian Pittard and engineered by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.